Hello, welcome to the Creators Podcast. My name's Richard Beatty, and today we're going to be talking to Val Smith. Now, I'll just describe our... Yeah, I won't go into it how I met Val, but um, I, w- I will eventually, but uh, it's, it's kind of an interesting story on its own. But uh, yeah, welcome to the podcast, Val. How's it going, mate? Thank you, Richard. I appreciate that, man. It's about time that you and I hooked up together here. It's been uh, many months of being overdue, actually. Yeah, all the way from Canada, people will... Uh, I don't know whether people in the UK can tell the difference between the Canadian accent or the... Uh, American accent. I suppose, it, it, there is a twang there, isn't there? There is. There definitely is. Um, the Americans kind of have a y'all. In Canadian, uh, the pronunciation's a little bit more perfect. We don't have a drawl. They have a drawl. Some some Americans actually sound Canadian, so it is, a, it is an interesting culture. It's kind of like, originally my parents are Irish. They came over from Dublin. Right. And uh, it's really amazing because none of the kids... Even though my older brother was born in Ireland, he doesn't have the accent. You would never know he's Irish. Yeah. So you can, you can definitely learn the Canadian way. So I, I, I know we're going to have a fascinating conversation because um, I will, I will go into into how we how how I came across you. Um, I was um, I was getting really frustrated with conversations that I was having that were. Um, <coughs> repeating themselves you know the same conversation over and over again and it was kind of frustrating how um i I was i felt like i was talking to people because people were asking me questions and you know like digging at my mind and um i was like i I want someone to talk to you know i i I was like i want someone who can inspire me someone who i can ask questions who, who, who can stimulate my mind because it felt like groundhog day you know, it was yeah, like yeah. over and over and over again. And um, I, I, so, you know, I'm big on the law of attraction. And um, I, was, I thought to myself, do you know what? Instead of trying to, because I'd spent like 10 years, I'd realized I'd spent 10 years trying to create people like like by helping teach them, the, the, the helping them understand, to get to a level of awareness where I, I would say, um, I call it like level six, you know, you, you, you understand about how the universe works. It's infinite intelligence oh, yeah. and you, you can manipulate your reality. You understand the ability to manipulate your own reality and you've done it. That's what I'll call level six. And I was like, I, I want to meet someone who's level six, you know, so I can have a decent conversation. <laughs> and I thought, sod it, I'm going to attract it. And I put that out there and um, and I demanded it. And then a few days later, I, I met Leah. And then not long after that, Leah introduces to you. And I was like, wow, Val's level six. Leah's level six as well. But you're, you're just another, you, you're above level six, definitely. But, you know, you definitely attained that level anyway. So, um, yeah, we, we've had some fascinating conversations already. And the stuff that you post on Facebook and stuff, it's absolutely fantastic. So very provocative, isn't it? So, um yeah, let's see what we get into tonight. We're just gonna have a have a jam, and it's twelve o'clock there, is it? It's, uh, about, wow. about midday there, yeah. Yeah, it's what is it there? Yeah, it's 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 midday here. It's about twelve thirty here. Yeah, so seven seven thirty here. So okay, different parts of the world. Amazing how two people can come together in different parts of the world. Hey, it's the internet figure, isn't it? It's it um, it's really amazing, and it feels like the really freaky part about it is. Sometimes you feel like you know some of these people. It feels like we went to high school together. You I can relate to. You it can be a natural conversation 
doesn't have to be superficial, doesn't have to be fake, doesn't have to be phony. It's it's like, this is going to sound a little bit strange, but a lot of people can relate to it that we're a little bit more enlightened than others, but it feels like uh, it's a continuation of a conversation from childhood. Just every time I talk to you or talk to Lee or talk to anybody, it doesn't have that nervous feeling to it. It doesn't have that hesitation. It's just like, you know, we were all in the playground together as kids. Then we moved away, and then we kind of came back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's really an interesting philosophy. Talk about being esoteric, Richard. You know, depending on what you believe in, whether you believe in reincarnation or you believe in cellular memory, uh, you know, where somebody says, uh, how come that child can play a piano at two years old? Like, you, you see this child that sits down at a piano and starts pulling off a Mozart at two years old. No piano lessons, no nothing, right? Yeah. Is this okay? We kind of jumped into, like, really freaky stuff all within seconds. We didn't even build up to this, right? The, um... But... <clears throat> I, I mean, I was drawing when I was four. I'd done a three-dimensional drawing of a car when I was four. And that that's the same thing, isn't it? You know, that's I don't think that's normal. And, um, yeah... So reincarnation. But how do they do it? How, how, how does it come? So what's 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 the science behind it, or what's the, you know, what's the spirituality behind it? And so I've been always been looking for that. You know, people believe in reincarnation. That could be a good one. I don't know. I don't have the answers. But the one that feels comfortable for me when I think of somebody like you're a freak of nature, like you're you're a total freak of nature. Um, you can do things that are unimaginable to the average human being. I mean, you're. Every time I see you posting stuff, whether you're fixing cars or airbrushing or doing sculpture work, uh, you know, doing tattoos, you're one of the best tattoo artists in the world, I would say. My my ignorant opinion, biased okay. opinion, because I have a lot of respect for you. But, like, how do people come up with this stuff? What, what part of the brain are they tapping into? So <clears throat> the part that feels good for me is this story. Let me tell you the story that I've accepted. So... In my journey of doing research and reading and picking up ideas, I never really felt comfortable about reincarnation. And I think the reason why I don't like reincarnation is because originally I came from a Christian background, excuse me, number one, that that had major influence. And I'm not here to promote religion in any which way, shape, or form because I'm not really religious. I'm spiritual. But we've always been taught that reincarnation is kind of, new age, kind of esoteric, and, you know, whether it's real or not, I can't prove either or, or above, but what I took that comforts me is I don't want to come back here, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. so I think the big motivator for me is I have no desire to come back to planet Earth, uh, no desire whatsoever, um, you're going to miss certain elements of it, but you know what, don't really want to come back here, so what I've accepted is the theory based on a near-death experience of somebody that I respect, and so, in their or her near-death experience, she said on the other side what was revealed to her was something called cellular memory. So what could literally happen, and I don't know, you know, where you, how far you could go back and find it, but let's say your great-great-great-great-great-grandfather was very artistic. You know, so maybe somewhere, and this is what feels comfortable for me, so maybe somewhere those genes were passed on. Might have bypassed a few people along the way, but maybe it was triggered again, and you were able to do what you can do, which I can't even begin to explain, or that two-year-old child that 
is in a diaper that's never played piano before, maybe they something triggers like a cellular memory and they can just go with violin or anything. You know, I, I'm not I'm not sure about reincarnation. I'm not here to debate that. I'm not here to say I have the answers. But the one that feels really good for me is I believe the reason why you're gifted and talented and what you can do. <clears throat> um, I'm not sure what gifts or talents I have yet. One day I'll one day I'll discover that. Although maybe business wise, but I'm not sure that's a that's a genetic thing. But uh, you know, when I see people like you that can do these outrageous things, you know, like a Picasso, a Van Gogh, uh, you know, something that is unexplainable uh if there's got to be it, i don't think you learn that i don't think you can learn how to become a van gogh a picasso i don't think you can i mean you can take a course and go to chelsea school of arts or something like that but to sit down and do it you do now that's come on man uh, you, you can you can put me in all the training courses i'm never going to be able to pull that off i can tell you that right now it's not that i'm not thinking the power of positive thinking or something i don't have motivation or drive it's just not in the genes. It's not. It's it's not there. There's yeah, tapping into a part of your brain that's unexplainable. Yeah, but it, I mean, it could be pre-programmed, pre-programming, but it could also be just being open to, um, you know, the other possibilities and, and and open to that um that energy connection where you you, because uh, it doesn't feel it doesn't feel as if it's um forced for me i just do what i do i feel like i need to do what i do um uh yeah it just it just comes naturally but what you does come naturally naturally as well and obviously like we're, we're talking about like the art of creation there aren't we really it's 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 the being creative and you're being a creator you're actually being a creator you're channeling energy to be a creator, there's, you know, you're channeling, a, you know, spirit, whatever you want to call it. I call it whatever you want, frequency, a vibration, and energy. <clears throat> you're channeling to do that stuff. Yeah, yeah, you get, you get in that, you get in that zone, you get in the, um, that, that kind of zen space, and time just flies, and, um, yeah, but I think people do create in different ways, and we've all got, uh, we've all got our skills and our talents, and, Th the things that we want to do, the things that we may be meant to do. And um, I think you are doing, because I do think that people tend to fall into what their mindset is is telling them to, you know what I mean? And, and um, I think you do do what you're supposed to do, um, which is really connect people. I mean, you, 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 yeah, I mean, you, you're highly, highly intelligent and very very mentally agile which is a completely different thing i think you know like it's uh, it's one thing like knowing things but another thing being able to yeah. put them into words and articulate them in a way that like not only like educates people and and helps them understand right. but also gets them to, to to think as well you are really good at that so what you're creating is um, you create possibilities, you create connections, you create inspiration, you create motivation, you create a way because you're, you're at like, at, if you were a ship, and, and I kind of describe myself like this if I was a ship, you know, just I just kind of plow on wherever I want to go and the, the wake behind and, and you know, the, 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 the scale of it is enough to, for, for other people to make a living off, you know, um, some follow, some copy and, but it's it's that's what you do as well you know and and um you push forward with an idea that that yeah you're ahead of the pack aren't you 
you know, a lot of the time well, you're, you always have been. Yeah, but <clears throat> see, the really cool thing is you get to work with a canvas uh, that hopefully doesn't talk back. I work with people. I work with human beings, which is the most probably the most difficult thing to do because what I am is I'm a disruptor. I'm a rebellion. I'm a non-performance. <laughs> yeah, me too. So when you're yeah, so when you're dealing with personalities or you're dealing with people, you're dealing with their psych, you're dealing with their psychological limitations, and you know, in order to expand the human mind, man, it's you got to go through something called spiritual warfare. As you see, when I do post things, <clears throat> most people don't even know what I'm posting. They're not like you know they they come up with these answers and. Sometimes their answers are just off-topic, very juvenile, very underdeveloped, uh, very cookie-cutter answers that you'd find in a textbook. You know what I mean? But they're really not thinking. Pete. So the whole idea, <laughs> that, goes back to the, that goes back to the school system. I got a question for you, too. I'm going to throw this at you. So I hated school. I really did. I hated school, the passion. I, I, the, what I loved about school was the people. Yeah, I, I just I, I love this. I love I loved having friends. I loved having you know social interaction. But when it came to being in the classroom, <clears throat> there was something about it that really felt creepy to me. And it was almost like dealing with an an authoritative figure, almost like you know, yeah, a, a dictator, right? Yeah. And then the school, the school for me always represented an institution. Yeah. And I was picking this up really at a very young age, so I was freaking out. So I, I didn't really do good in school because I was scared of it because I, I always felt it was wrong in my spirit. It wasn't that I was dumb. It wasn't that I couldn't excel. It's just I wasn't buying into a lot of the ideas. I'd look at it a little bit differently. So it's kind of like it's almost like a drug-induced psychedelic trip where you're kind of like, whoa, really? But you don't have to take drugs to do it in school. You kind of look around and say, oh, wow, really? And so and then you watch, you watch all these curriculums, designed roadmaps, you know, to – to program, and a lot of it wasn't accurate. You know, when I went to school in the 60s and 70s, a lot of history, a lot of things in science have been, not a lot, but, you know, things have been corrected along the way and have been revealed. And still are. And and still are. So so when you take a look at the school system, right, it was always like, hey, man, the principal, be scared of him. Be scared of the principal. Be scared of the vice principal. Be scared to go to the office. It was almost like this. It's almost like, you know, religion. Don't sit or you're going to hell. So I've always had that association that school is like a living hell for me because it was uh, it was about do or die. It was always that feeling like do or die. You know, if you don't do this, you don't do that. You know, you're going to fail or you're going to go to the office or you're going to, you know, you're, you're going to have a hard time in life. So school for me wasn't fun. I just managed to get through it. The things that I enjoyed in school, I truly excelled at. But the things that I didn't enjoy or if, I, if it, you know, didn't live up to my paranoid thought processes of what it was. I wouldn't perform for the teacher. I would just go through there, maybe be quiet, isolate a little bit, be withdrawn. Never cause, never cause problems in class, but just kind of withdrawn. So, you know, you kind of remind me of that type of guy too, because you're the type of guy that probably looked out the window like I did and said, there's a bigger, better world out there than this. Yeah. Um, I didn't pay attention. I was always looking out for me because I come from the business side. I was thinking of, the big house, the Ferrari, the beautiful trophy wife, the money, a way better life. Because I did come from a, a background where my dad was an alcoholic and my mom left when I was eight. Things were dysfunctional. But, you know, so I was always looking for 
what they call the American dream, even though I don't live in America. So wouldn't it be nice to be, you know, living the dream and have the materialistic things right along the way? So I, I, I kind of see you kind of along those lines, but maybe not the, you might be not be looking for the American dream, but you've got a lot of toys, man. You probably saw the world through different eyes like I did as a kid. Absolutely. I mean, like, um, back on, I guess it was episode one of the of the podcast, I described, you know, like my process of going through school and that. And yeah, I just didn't get on with school and school didn't get on with me. And <laughs> it was, uh, it was mutual. And, and, and I, it, it just didn't, I just didn't feel like it was serving us. But in, in the same way, in the lessons that I was interested in, um, I, I could have like aced physics and um, I could have aced art, but I drew naked women covered in tattoos all year. And that was the coursework that I handed in. And they wanted us wow. to draw wellies and binoculars that they'd put on the table, you know, and like, I didn't draw any of it. I just drew what I wanted to draw. So um, I, I, I even failed art, you know? Um, so yeah. Let me ask you, I got, I got, you got to stop you. I got to ask you, you got my brain popping. Okay. So, so you went off in your own Richard creative tangent and you were performing real genuine art that seemed to be unaccepted by the status quo, the teacher. Is, is that kind of, am I kind of onto oh, something there a little bit? Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, it, it progressed into me tattoo because I started tattooing when I was 11. So it, it progressed into me, um, tattooing quite a lot of mates at school and then getting kicked out of school. So they weren't happy about my art at all, but I didn't. I didn't submit that into the uh, infamy exams. But yeah, I, w- I was. I was creating, and they didn't know how to deal with me. I was like, 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 you know, they like either fit in this box or not at all, and I just could not fit in the box. Simple as that. It, yeah. It's. It's. Uh, it, they couldn't get us in the box. So, um, and that's how things continued. And I guess um, for, for 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 you, I mean, how did it go? Because when well, I, when I first... Well, I will tell you. I, I will tell you. But let me let me just finish the story. I got to teach because you got me going here now on something. I got to get this out of my system. Go on, then. So, so, so uh, uh, I'm, I'm married three times. So I'm on my third wife. And this, I'm done. So please, please <laughs> enough. So, so my wife, my third wife, she has her own son. She has two sons. And I have a daughter from another marriage. And then my wife now, we have two kids together. But I got to tell you a story about my stepson because he's a freak in nature too. He's he's different. Like he's he's different when when you look at him. He looks normal, but he's different. You can see it in his eyes. You can see it in his body language. You can see it the way he walks, the way he talks. He doesn't belong here in Canada. He belongs in Europe. He's he's got genius IQ, but if you were to stay in Canada, you'd have a nervous breakdown. He can't relate to this world. He loves being in Greece. He loves being in Spain. He loves being in Italy. He loves being with things that are 15th century, 16th century. So he's artistic. He draws pictures, but his pictures are not of trees and flowers and daisies and, you know, what you learn in school. So I remember he was in high school. I'm going to tell the story as best I can in this time and space with you know, not the full knowledge of, of what happened. <clears throat> so he's really creative. How, how good is he? Well, honor student at Chelsea School of Arts. Went to Chelsea School of Arts for five years, one of the best schools in the world to go to. Wow. So, but before that happened, he's in high school here in Canada. He's in class, and he's drawing erotica. 
he's creating unbelievable erotica the way he sees the world through his eyes uh, phallic symbols and everything and it wasn't it wasn't offensive if you know even a guy like me that knows nothing about art would look at it and say like holy crap that's 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 really that that's deep you know where, where did that come from yeah <clears throat> so while the rest of his class is doing leaves and streams of rivers and blades of grass and stuff he's drawing this stuff and then his teacher calls him in after school we stayed out of it. We meeting the parents. We stayed. Out. She calls me after school. She says, "This is totally unacceptable. Like, what's going on with you? Is there something going on at home? Is there something going on in your life that I'm not aware of?" And I'm really proud of him for this fact. <clears throat> he, he said, "Fuck you." Sorry about the language, mm. but he said, "Fuck you." I'm an artist. You're an instructor, and if you're here to criticize my creativity. You shouldn't be grading me on anything. You are untrained, unqualified to understand what art truly is. I study the legendary artists of ancient times. And he was, I can't, I can't even do it. He was quoting things out of books from the greatest artists in the world. Masterpieces that are going for 100 million, 700 million, or not, I don't know what it is, 200 million, whatever. So anyhow, he was laying down the gospel according to the, you know, the gods the, the, of the, art. The right? principles of art, the, the fundamentals of art. It's, it's yeah. And so how did that end up then? Well, he went back years later and straightly said, hey, look. She said, how did your future turn out? He said, I just graduated from honors from Chelsea School of Art. I was one of 40,000 students chosen to go to that school. Wow. Yeah, and now he's doing shows in Europe. He he, he flies. The, you know, he flies. He sells his. He does sculptures like you do, not yeah. like you do, but he does physical sculptures. He'll he'll take all kinds of different physical matter from planet Earth. Yeah, I don't know what that matter is going to be, and he will create something. And he's not he's not a, a name in the industry. He's just he's a young twenty five year old kid. Just create a Val Val. Do you think we'd come on the podcast because he's. Sounds perfect for it. I'd, I'd love to know what he's doing. His yeah, he, he process. may do it. So he'll, he'll do something. He'll engineer something that's like, I'll look at that and I'll say, like, I have no idea. What, what the hell is that? And he'll say, oh, it's a piece I sold for $4,000. Well, you know? Yeah, for a kid, you know? So, yeah, maybe we could get him on here at some point. Yeah, I, I mean, be cool. really, the big thing with him is I have to get him at the right time because he's got such an interesting personality Almost like an Andy Warhol. Right. You don't know what you don't know when to talk to him. <laughs> like, do you, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I don't know which day of the week or which month of the, out of the month or which year to talk to him because he's he's in his own world and he doesn't want to be disrupted in his own world. Do you know well, what I'm saying? Re well, regardless of the of, of doing the podcast, I'd I'd, I'd love to uh, get in touch <laughs> yeah, with him and uh, have, have a big crack with him. Like, but th that that story yeah, certainly reminds would. me of when um, I I was eight when I started to rebel against school intentionally, and it was because I'd painted a gorilla, and. It, this is one of the most defined moments of, of, of my, my entire schooling. Um, I painted this gorilla, and I painted it with the chest. It, it, it had muscles. It was a big, muscly gorilla, you know, and it had nipples because 
gorillas have nipples. And um, the teacher says, paint over that, Richard, it's rude. And I says, what? And she says, paint over it, it's rude. You've painted nipples in it, that's rude, that. And she made me paint over this gorilla, and I was furious. And after that, I just didn't trust any teachers because, like, the, the... what I was seeing as real and true was just made into what was fake and, and, and not true just for some sort of rule, you know, that like um, I didn't agree with at all. So um, that was my first rebellion point and, and struggling with teachers and it, and it, it just never ended. Um, we, were, we were always clashing. So I think school served as a purpose. It served you a purpose. It gave it you a basic education, but um, it, it, it when you get out of school, that that's that's when the playground really opens up, isn't it? And um, I don't think that we're given the tools that we need when we go out. We're just not like we're we're taught to, um, you know, learn and repeat and to obey. But the, the it's just purely for a job where. So, well, a lot of people aren't just out for a job and they're capable of so much more and it suppresses people, you know. Um, so when you got out of the gate, um, how did it go for you? What was your first job? What did you do? Yeah, it's a good question. Uh, it was kind of it was kind of interesting because my mom kind of came back in my life when I was 16 again. She realized that, you know, being a scholastic student, going to university, college, was not going to happen for me she was kind of concerned and so she she brought me to uh, business seminars because when my mom left she was in one of those marriages and my dad you know they shouldn't have been together it was a trapped marriage they didn't belong together and so when my mom left when I was eight years old she was able to leave with nothing she wasn't one of those women that says oh I need to take this I need to take that my mom god bless her she passed away but she um she left with nothing and she went on and created her own little micro empire, meaning she owned a few condos and took care of herself. And she had assets and she was really good at flipping low end real estate and, and being able to uh, <clears throat> survive, not become a millionaire, but be able to survive and, and leverage. So she used me, uh, you know, uh, as a vehicle to support her mission. And at the same time, it rubbed off on me. And I realized, yeah, like, Working for somebody from nine to five and getting a take-home paycheck is not the answer. And the reason why they call it a take-home paycheck is because we're too embarrassed to take it anywhere else. So <clears throat> that wasn't cool for me. So she saw that I was struggling and uh, went to call. I did go to college. I, I went to college as a child care worker. Uh, you know, was placed in college in group homes, and then um, I excelled in the field. I didn't excel academically, but in the group home, I was like like elite. I guess I did really well there. But I, I had conflict, and the conflict was I was in a relationship at the young age, still from high school. We were talking about getting married at age 20, 21, you know, big mistake. But, um, you know, dating for eight years, and then to be paid $18,000 a year in salary to be a child care worker, like, how are you going to raise a family on $18,000 a year? And, you know, and I'm taking you back to, like, you know, 1980 type of, you know, around 1980, 81. And then, uh, you know, started looking at the world again, just really evaluating, going through a little bit of depression and realizing that uh, i got to do something more. So I got involved in multi-level marketing, an industry that very few people understand. They think they understand it, but they don't understand it. And kind of graduated from not so good, shy, introverted, scared, broken down, dysfunctional, 
uh, you know, human being coming from, you know, an, an abusive childhood and not feeling good about myself. And then, you know, looking for answers in the Anthony Robbins, Zig Ziglar, Brian Tracy, the, the, the self-help movement, buying the books, tapes, videos, audios, kind of street hustling a little bit, you know, buying low, selling high, uh, you know, things, uh, not, not drugs or narcotics or, you know, any, any criminal behavior, but, um, you know, products, you know, just you could sell it in, in newspapers and throughout the, the community, just anything to, to raise a few bucks. Uh, kind of worked in a gas station for a little bit, but that, that was just like really short period of time. And then, uh, you know, just kind of my mom got me into business. She bought a business. I worked for her doing a lot of the grunt work for her kind of kept me floating. But at the same time, I was still doing multi-level marketing and, you know, still that shy, scared, introverted um person looking for answers going to bed late at night and putting headsets on listening to ocean waves and you're going to be successful you're going to be rich listening to all that stuff you know because that's what they told you to do right uh, put on the sony walkman and uh you know trip out and then you know put fair faucet on your wall and mansions and lamborghinis and all that stuff all that stuff does you know didn't work for me it wasn't so <laughs> it wasn't until uh you know uh, i was about 30 uh, no, 28, around 28, I found a gentleman that uh, was in Toronto, Canada. He was teaching a course that was pretty wild. Some people would talk about it. Uh, I couldn't relate to it, like, you know, what I was hearing. Because people really didn't even know how to explain it. And then I went down there, you know, downtown to his fancy condo, and they had the big party room booked. And I experienced it, and I, I just didn't know whether to go to the bathroom or go blind. It was everything that made sense to me. It helped me to understand all within, like all within one week, it helped me to understand my life, everything about my life that was shit, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly. And he wasn't teaching the power of positive thinking and all the goal setting and procrastination garbage that cult like people get caught up into, you know, all the goal setting trash. He was, uh, he was teaching spirituality. And it all came from a course from 1909, published in 1912, and then went out of circulation in about 1928, 1931. Church, church authority figures didn't really like it in circulation because it's something you don't want to put into the hands of the masses because then they're no longer sheep. Yeah, they don't think they you, they won't conform if you get access to the stuff. You've got an advantage over anybody in conversation, in business. Uh, in, in just, you know, many areas in life. You, you can do things that are unimaginable when you really understand the philosophies. And it sounds like Pocus Pocus, and it sounds like Disney, but the stuff is real. And so I, I became, I, I got locked into him, man. He became like my cult leader without the cult. I wasn't, it wasn't, we weren't drinking Kool-Aid or nothing, but I just really admired this guy. And everything about him, the way he, he, he always wore a tuxedo. He was never not what you'd never see him without a, without a tuxedo on and a bow tie. Now I did later see him in jeans, Levi jeans, and because he he took an interest in me. He saw something in me that nobody ever saw before, and I didn't even see myself. So he took me under his wing, and we went out. He took me out for dinner. He was rich. I was I was I my fancy clothes were a white t-shirt, Levi jeans, and worn out running shoes. I didn't have money, man. I I was pulling in probably eight hundred bucks a month, you know, and it just you know, living in a basement apartment and hanging out with women and stuff like that, you know, and not, not sexually or anything like that, but you know, Hey, you can stay with us. You know, you're a good guy. My kids love you. You're really nice with kids and 
So they give you a place to stay, you know, and stuff like that, but didn't want the relationship side of it. They might have, but I didn't. So anyhow, to make a long story short, um, this course just elevated me uh, beyond words. I, I really can't tell it to you. And uh, the, the course actually, the actual course itself was responsible for Rhonda Hicks creating the book, the movie, The Secret. Um, she actually used our marketing material indirectly to create The Secret because the course that he was teaching, he turned it into a business opportunity. And so some of us that were only making 800 bucks a month trying to survive, you know, just get day by day, eventually started making $10,000 a week. It got crazy. And then some guys were making over 350000 a month. So it became a, a, a worldwide phenomenon. <clears throat> and um, I wasn't one of the top leaders there, although <clears throat> I was one of the, I was one of the, the founders and I'm responsible for bringing it to a worldwide picture. So he got something out of me. I got something out of him. And then I realized later, I'm not, I'm not going to draw a story here, but anyhow, uh, things kind of crashed and burned later for him because karma's a bitch. You know, that's just the way the universe works. But anyhow, so I kind of went, I, I kind of got out of the shy, scared, introverted part of it. I started speaking a little bit. I used to pick my brains up prior to speaking. I used to stick a, a toothbrush down the back of my throat and throw up before I'd ever uh, do anything in front of people. It's 45 minutes in the bathroom, almost like the Eminem song, you know, you know, that Eminem song, you know, my, 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 well, I can't even remember the words, but he puked it in the bathroom, spaghetti, my arms are heavy, feet are ready, or I don't know what he said, from the eight mile movie. So I was living that, that whole thing. <clears throat> and then when I, when after finished puking, uh, I could do things I didn't even know I was capable of doing. Um, people would sit there. I didn't think anything of it, but people would say like, who is this guy? Like, oh my God, did you hear him speak? Like he was charismatic, evangelical, very empowering. And uh, that, that hit me big back in the 90s, like the late 90s, then the early 2000s. Then I got to a point where people said, like, you don't need anybody, man. You're just too good. You're like, I'm not trying to be an arrogant prick or nothing, but they say, like, I've never seen anyone like you. I've never seen anyone do the things you do. I've never seen anyone talk to people the way you talk to people. Mm -hmm. I mean, they said, you need to have your own show. <clears throat> and then, anyhow, not my own radio show, but I had my own company. So I, I did my own company. And. Then I started teaching a course called the Dead Sea Scrolls to Marketing, um, kind of like uh, behind the veil version of marketing, how it's really done. Because I was doing stupid things like outrageous numbers, you know, for companies financially uh, generating copious amounts of sales on like people I'd never heard before. And how is this all happening? And that happened in a time and space. Could it happen today? No way. <clears throat> what I was doing back 20 years ago could not happen today. Because the world is so toxic, so con contaminated, not open, and everything's been revealed. Like people are so cynical, skeptical, jaded about everything now. That I was going to say back then it was it was all new, wasn't it? You know, and it, it yeah, was it was new. It was groundbreaking. Technology wasn't there. Uh, there, there. You know, there were not these big scams. There were not. You know, uh, and then people got into the social media world of technology, and that effed everything up. I mean, positives, yes. There's no question. But it brought out the parasites, it brought out the pedophiles, it brought out the scumbags, it brought out the, the dirtbags, it, it, it allowed everyone to be a coach, it allowed everyone to be a mentor, it allowed every broke human being that doesn't have a pot to piss in to give advice, that they're not, they have, they're not worthy of giving advice to anybody on. So, so in, in, back in the day where I came from, where I excelled, you were really getting advice from Picasso. 
you, we held the Picassos, myself and others, in, in high, high standard, high esteem. But today, people show no respect for the godfathers, for the pioneers, yeah. for, for the people that blazed the trail. Everyone's entitled now. They're, they're, they're all like little bastards, you know what I mean, running around. So it's kind of like me. You know, today, this is 2021, uh, 2000, 2098, 2005, 2006. Richard, I have the utmost respect for you. Dude, I respect your work. I love you, man. You know, it's a privilege and honor to meet you. And then today, the 2021 version is, well, who gives a shit about Richard? He's just a tattoo artist. I don't care about him. There's all, there's all kinds of tattoos artists out there. They don't show you the same respect. <clears throat> so the world today as I see in 2020, 2021, it's like, imagine talking to uh, Da Vinci or Van Gogh or Andy Warhol, or I'm sorry, I don't know all the artists or, you know, even a Picasso. Imagine, imagine talking down to them with disrespect and treating them like shit. You know, that's the world we live in today. And it's all coming from dumbass people that don't have a clue. So imagine, you know, an idiot like me giving you advice on doing tattoos. I don't have any ink on my body. I've never been on the inside of a tattoo parlor in my life. I don't know the first thing about tattooing, but I'm going to tell you how I can help you become a better tattoo artist. Because you watched it on YouTube. <laughs> because I watched it on YouTube and I watched one of those surreal TV shows on A&E. So all of a sudden I know something about, you know, putting palm trees on a person's body or whatever you know what i mean like it, it is it is true that you can learn things off um you know off youtube and off the internet and stuff like that but um to, there's there's a certain element of uh you, can, you can't google experience I, I, lo I love that quote you really can't google experience so you've got to have done it and i, I, I like i think what you're talking about is it's, it's it's coming down to the fundamentals, knowing that could, because what people do is they come along and they cherry pick and they take all the little like good bits that the you know like the the here along the way and try and use that to to create their riches, you know, like copying the systems, you know, like within the home based businesses and um, <coughs> and and but they haven't got anything underneath. There's no substance. Um, but, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. All they're doing, Richard. This is all they're doing. They, they find somebody who's an influencer who doesn't know shit about shit but build up a reputation doing whatever it is I don't know. So what they do is they copy and paste. It's like a Hannah tattoo. You know what I mean? An iron-on. Mm. That's as good as that. So all these people come on Facebook and they're talking about motivational quotes and wealth and prosperity. Meanwhile, their life is a pile of shit. They're depressed. They're, they're scared. They're crying. They don't know where their next monetary payment for their rent's going to be. They're not millionaires. They've never had success, but they took some, you know, some circle jerks seminar, went to some event, wasted $4,000 to go to an event. They come back and they want to give you advice. Well, thank God their husband or wife's taking care of them financially, mm. you know, and supporting the family while they're, while they're effing their lives up and screwing their families up, pretending there's something they're not. <clears throat> so they're giving advice on Facebook. Do this, do this, do that, and they don't have a pot to piss in. <laughs> you know, they couldn't afford a, they couldn't afford fish and chips with the newspaper wrapped around it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and it's really sad and pathetic. <clears throat> you know, 
Uh, they're not authentic, and it, it's creepy and scary, but that's the world we live in. It's like all these single-cell amoebas, like little parasites all over social media giving advice and, without any facts. And this makes it harder for the people... Because what, what, right. I'm, what I'm concerned about, honest, genuinely concerned about, is the state of the world right now with, with things that are going on um, with, the, with the pandemic and stuff. And, and what it's causing is people to be out of work, people who are used to having a job, that are used to, like, please, sir, can I have some more? And, and, and taking what they can get, you know, taking what they're given. And um, now that's been taken away. Um, so, so, so what, what's going to happen? You know, we're going to end up with loads of people on, on, on benefits. Um, but some of those people right now are thinking, what the fucking hell am I going to do? You know, I need to do something here. What, what am I going to do? There is tens of thousands of those people right now. It's desperate to, to, to learn a new way they're pre-programmed into into yeah. that system of, of, of the job. And I find this group of people absolutely fascinating because some so, so these people might have been sitting for 15 years in a job thinking about one idea. Imagine that. And, and all of a sudden, they're like, right, okay, I'm going to do it. And, and it, it, could, it could be absolutely massive, you know. And so that, that, that stuff's just sitting out there at the minute. Although there's, like, a lot of doom and gloom, there's huge amounts of opportunity if, 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 we, can, if we can get people to, to step up and do that and help them along the way with whatever advice I can, you can, whatever, you know. Like, it's the point of the podcast to, um, to talk to creators to, to and you know you, if if anything you've created wealth which is one of the biggest things that that, that people aspire to you know um and yes yeah, so so being able to create anything that you want and teaching right. people letting people know that they actually can create anything they want if if the the, the mind works properly with the heart and the the, the, the spirit of things you know um so yeah it's. Uh, I know you're not big on on goal setting. What what is the reason for not being big on goal setting? Is it just because that it hasn't got the 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 fundamental? Um, it's it's, it's superficial. It's, it's 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 useless. Goal setting is a term. So so did the did the Egyptians set goals to build the pyramids? So when did goal setting kick into place? Nineteen forty one. Who 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 created it? And for what purpose? Well, it was created by the cult leaders. It was created by Conan Nightingale, or Nightingale Conan, whatever you want to call it. The self-development movement created all these terms to create their own codependent environment. So you asked me would I come on and talk to you. I said, yes, absolutely. So what did I say? I said, absolutely I would. I didn't make it my goal. Well, you know, Richard, yeah, I'll, I'll set a goal to maybe hook up with you down the road. So goal is kind of like trying. The word try, when somebody says, yeah, I'll try to do it tonight. Yeah, I'll try to do it tomorrow. Yeah, I'll try to do it this week. When somebody says, yeah, yeah, hey, Val, I'll try to do it. What they're telling me is don't be pissed off when I look you down. And so goal setting is kind of wishy-washy thinking. It's just kind of, there's, no, there's, there's no commitment. Yeah, it's, it, is, it is superficial <laughs> if you just say you want something. But I think yeah. if a goal's so properly set. Goal setting, when I got rid of goal setting and gave myself an absolute command. Yeah. It changed my whole life. Yeah, and you make because a make a demand said, on it. I I own a Ferrari. I own a Mercedes. 
I own a one of a kind in the world custom van that nobody else in the world has. I everything that I want, I go get it. I just do it. I don't say, well, it's my goal to own that that car. I go knock if I see a car in a driveway, I go knock on the guy's door. And I say, Good afternoon. Hi, how are you? I happen to be in the neighborhood. I saw that car in the driveway. You probably love it, don't you? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I said, well, I love it. <laughs> yeah, and I say, Well, I love it too. <laughs> Yeah, what, yeah. What's it gonna What's it gonna take for me to have the keys to drive that out of your driveway? Yeah, it's not for sale. <clears throat> Hold on, it's not for sale. It's not for sale, my friend. I love that car. No, I, I I get it. I love it too. So what's it gonna take for me to drive that car out of your driveway today, sir? Is that, you know, I I really admire you loving my car. It's not for sale. It was my dad's. <laughs> oh, I, I get it. Your dad's a great guy and stuff like that. But how much is it gonna take for me to drive that car out of your your driveway today? And the guy, the guy might say, well, <clears throat> I just had it appraised for $30,000 or $40,000. And then I might say, well, I'll tell you what. What if I give you $75,000 for it right now? Can I have the keys? That's what I do. And that's why I get all the cars that I want. I'll overpay. And see, if, if you need something, you don't overpay for it. If you want something... It doesn't matter what the cost is. <laughs> yeah, there is a big difference between like, so, needing so, and wanting. Stay, stay with me. Stay with me. So my my son and I were watching. We're watching Christie auctions. You know what Christie auctions? Yeah, yeah, are? yeah, yeah. We're watching Christie auctions, and there's a painting that comes up. All right, guys, we're starting at forty million, forty million, and my son, younger son, thirteen, goes, Dad, that's good. I can draw that in my bedroom. And he said, no, you can't. He said, who's going to pay $40 million for a piece of toilet paper? And I said, watch this, son. Keep your eyes on the prize. <clears throat> so my whole point being is when that goes from $40 million to $127 million, is it worth that? No. But to somebody else it is, right? Yeah. So some guys, uh, $40 million, I don't want to sell it. But then offer them double the amount of money. Watch, you know, you might say, well, I would never sell my tattoo shop. Well, what's your tattoo shop worth, Richard? You might say, well, I got $2 million into it. I, you know, $2 million. I, I'm not selling it. Well, what if I gave you 10 for it? So yeah. the whole thing is, is you know, it, the, the, it's an absolute command. Why, why set a goal? My goal, everybody I wanted to marry, I've been married three times. I got every wife I ever wanted. But, 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 saw right? Saw in a room, saw her, saw her, didn't know who she was. You know what I said? I'm going to marry her. But. I married her in seven months. We were married. The marriage lasted nine months. No problem. <laughs> but you got, what you, you, you got what you wanted. And you're I the sort... I got what I wanted. Yeah, but I you're... Hurt like hell but after but I he is the difference, right? So yeah. you, you You and me both know what we want. To the to the extent of either we feel like it was pre-programmed and, you know, we just like naturally go and get it. Or yeah. we know that if there's anything that we don't want, that we don't want at the minute, that, if, that we do want, then we can get it if we want it. And we know that, right? But over the years of tattooing so many people and speaking to them while I'm tattooing them, I always ask them, where do you see yourself in the future? Now, I've studied NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming. Yes. So it's it's this is all part of it, you see. So... Um, where do you want to be when you're when you're 60? And I'm maybe talking to a 30 year old, you know. And yeah. I can tell you that it, well, it doesn't matter how old they are. 
80% of people have not got a fucking clue what they want from life. Doesn't matter how old they are. And the, <laughs> so I say to you're right. So, don't have a clue. so this is a problem. So I said to them, come on, there must be something. And they go, I don't know. I, I don't really know what I want. And I said, there must be something. And they'll say, I just want to be happy. I say, okay, then what will make you happy? And they go, oh, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and, and how can these people ever going to be happy? So like, I, 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 I do see it as a problem that yes, people like you and me, can, can we don't need goals. You know, we, 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 we set the them. The most powerful people in the world, the elitists in the world, understand universal spiritual law. The book said, asking you shall receive. It didn't say asking kind of maybe you might get it. Exactly. When you understand. So I told, I, told the, I, told the, I told the minister, I said, you show me anywhere in the Bible where goal setting was taught by the great master teacher Jesus, I'll write you a check for a million bucks. <laughs> show me. <laughs> I totally agree with you that it's a generated thing, but I, th I, I think, uh, you know, a man-made thing, but I think that a lot of people who haven't got this sort of thing inside them, they honestly don't even know what they want, so, so they haven't got a clue how to get it. So, they're broke. Yes, yes, definitely. They're broke. Mentally, they're broke. Mentally, they're broke. People that set goals are mentally broke. They're poverty. They're at that stage where they need to... need to. Yeah, and a lot of people are broke at the minute. You know, a lot of people don't know what they want at the minute. A lot of people haven't even thought about uh, doing anything else other than what they were doing up until a few months ago, you know. So um, people are uh, changing and rebuild their lives. And they, I think they need to make some decisions because unless you know what you want, you can't make a plan on how to get it. And we got to shift, got to shift the subconscious mind from poverty consciousness to prosperity consciousness. Give yourself permission. And the big thing is people won't give themselves permission right now. They're stuck in the muck, in the mire, Richard. They're stuck in the shit. Mm. And it's their own fault. They won't give themselves permission. But Anything, anytime you start to lead, lead them to, you know, to something a little bit prosperous, something a little bit more positive, they start to resist it because it's unfamiliar. Yeah. They're used to living. They're used. They're used to living like flies. Yeah. They're not used to living like butterflies. And then going back to the the safety zone. They go back to this shit all the time. Yeah. And, it's like and, being in an abusive relationship. You know what freaks me out? I'll tell you this. I probably shouldn't tell you this, but I'll do it. So my second wife, stunningly gorgeous, supermodel material, beautiful person, into spirituality, teaching yoga, everything. I'm not, I'm not even going to get into all the, the wonderful details that I loved about her. She left me. We, we met too fast. We got married real fast. Met, got married, got engaged in months. And then uh, marriage only lasted several months. And she got me. And I was, I was devastated for three, four, five years. Still feel, you know, you still feel the pain every now and then trickle through. She and I are friends today. That's a beautiful thing because it allowed me to heal some. Can talk to her, not be nervous, not feel sick to my stomach anymore. Don't have to say, why did you get rid of me and all that stuff. But the interesting thing about it, I, I shouldn't say this, but I'll say it because it's you and I respect. So she left me to go back to an abusive relationship. Just a dirty, filthy, rotten, abusive relationship. Because that's all she knew. Mm. Yeah, isn't that amazing? You know what I mean? And, and, yeah, and I mean, she told me 25 years later, recently, just wow. recently, she said, she said, I wish I stayed with you and it could have been different. Yeah. Uh, she says you've moved on with your life now. 
and I get it. So check that out, hey. Pro programming it and programming. That's why I don't watch the, the 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 telly as well. Do you watch the telly? Surely not. Uh -uh. Yeah, like we were going to record this last night, but uh, <laughs> we were going to record this last night, but uh, you then texted us saying that the, uh, the the oh everybody was hooked up on the impeachment impeachment and yeah stuff like that right so yeah the whole all all North America you guys don't care about it as much in the UK but here in Canada and the United States we're we're you know we're we're right in the ah uh, but yeah I mean I, I've I've been I've been following it because. Well, there's stuff going on. The world. Yes, there's huge implications as to as to what's going on right now, and right across the board from from actual the the control of power, right down to what's going on with the media as well, and the way social media is uh, um, clearly um, in cahoots with someone higher up. You know that 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 uh, oh, yeah. is to, you know. I'm um, a puppet master. Yeah, yeah, and they're all they're all acting the same way, which shows that the it, it all points back to one thing. It does, yeah, yeah. It's very much puppets. So, um, yeah, strange times. It's affecting. It is affecting everything. But there's a lot of true colours coming out, isn't there? You know, like it's. Uh, uh, you know what? Like I, I'll, I'll just say this to you, whether your audience likes it or not. I really don't give a shit. But you know, the greatest thing that ever happened to the United States of America, maybe even the world, was Donald Trump. And yeah. don't take it now. Hold on, stay with me. Not, I'm not talking about his reign as president, but what he signified, symbolized. I don't care about all. You know, he's he's not a perfect human being. He, he's he's not. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not even talking about his presidency. But what he was, what he, what he signified coming into politics from the business world was change, yeah. drastic change, and it affected the establishment. To the point that, the, the, I mean, even this whole impeachment has zero to do with the capital. Zero to do with this is this is this is all a, a pissing match, power struggle, you know, between in return for slaps in the face. But when he 2016 was the turning point in society for those of us that think a little bit higher, people down here will 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 figure it out. <clears throat> it pulled back the veil on everything. Yeah. Like the good, the bad, the ugly. You know, life was like life was like leave it to beaver, the white picket fence, the beautiful house. But nobody knew, like nobody knew what was going on in Hollywood that children were getting banged all the time and raped. Yeah. You know, I mean we kinda knew, right? But then the Epstein thing and now all these actors and directors and producers that were bulletproof, they've now found their kryptonite. It's brought them to their knees. Yeah. The most powerful people in the world are being brought to their knees. <clears throat> so who do we trust? Who do we trust? Do we, you know, we were taught like the authoritative people in our lives, you know, mom, dad, do you trust them? Kind of maybe. Do you, do you trust your teacher? <laughs> Teachers don't have the answers anymore. No, man. no. You know what? I, I, I used to, I used to trust my doctor 100%. Love them, like them, great conversations. But I'm not sure he's given me the right advice on certain things that, you know, I, I get checked out for. And so, you know, I have my suspicions, right? So it's kind of like 2016 was the opening of the gateway that it's okay to question things. So when you've got when you've got a symbol, a guy like Donald Trump saying, hey, question things. Don't buy it at face value. 
fake news, fake media. We could never question those authoritative, you know, properties before, mm. or we'd face ramifications. But now it's a free for all, and now we're starting to realize there are ghosts in the closet. Yeah. And now we're starting to realize that they're all full of shit. Yeah. You know, and one businessman to come in, and he's full of shit too. But it took one businessman to come in to at least be instrumental in opening up. And he did. He did do some great things. I think is that you know he you know there are some things he accomplished while he was here. But I'm not I'm not involved in the American politics. But I'm just saying what he signified to me was here. Pandora's box is open. Take a look inside, and you're not gonna like it, man. Yeah, yeah. There's, um, well, it, it's it's a huge subject, which obviously the the world's talking about at the minute, and obviously there's lots of channels, uh, podcasts, um, um, YouTube channels, all that, and all, mainly alternative media. That, I mean, th- this is a thing as well. Now you've got the media and you've got the alternative media as well, haven't you? Right. The, there's there's the two sides of it. So the world's a that crit- was not there before until now, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's it's. So what, what, um, what's, what's Well, they're going to go bankrupt. They're going to they're going to lose money. They're going to be up for uh, CNN's up for sale anyhow. But I, from what I understand, but like when you don't have a guy like Trump stirring the pot, good, bad, ugly, whatever it is, what are they going to get out of Sleepy Joe? Yeah, exactly. And there's nothing, there's nothing to write news about. No, nothing at all. And uh, you know, from what I hear, there's like quite big migration started to happen from. Um, uh, you know, social media people are going to what, what was it? Um, there, there, I've got the app here. Parlor, um, they pa- were going to Parlor, pa- and, 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 and yeah, Parlor, and then Parlor got shut down. Um, Bitshoot seems to be the new YouTube. Um, and um, yeah, it's it's going to happen, and it kind of had to happen that that like the. Facebook's been about for too long, you know. Like it, my, MySpace didn't last that long. Do you know what I mean? It's it it's it's kind of ran its course it went pretty quick. yeah i think facebook has has run its run its course in a way and um you know there's well i mean look at like TikTok and what what, what came out first uh snapchat snapchat went crazy snapchat, yeah. and 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 now TikTok. i don't know are you on TikTok? that'd be funny if you were on TikTok. i am on TikTok. <laughs> oh man what's what, what, how do I find you on TikTok? I'm not, my daughter's on TikTok, but I want to. I want to see your TikToks. <laughs> I, I, have, I haven't. I haven't. I haven't. I haven't gone off on TikTok yet. I'm on TikTok, but I haven't gone off on TikTok. Yet. Yeah. I haven't. I haven't brought my. I haven't brought my circus to the club yet, but. Uh, Get, we, we can have some fun there. Yeah, you got to learn all these. Well, you don't have to, but if you're going to keep up with things, you got there's so many different things to learn, and these new platforms coming along all the time, working different yeah. ways, doing different things with different algorithms, and um, some of them say that they're not making money right now, but they're going to be wanting to make money in the, in the future. We don't do this for nothing, so you know there's some sort of monetization a, 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 along the way. Um, so yeah, and I mean another point as well: all these platforms that. Uh, censoring people and stuff they are actually free platforms so they can do whatever the fuck they want anyway you know you didn't pay to be on there but but, but think about this man just before i came to your call today it's funny you're bringing all this stuff up think about think about guys that think about the guy that owns twitter and think about zuckerberg and you know uh, somebody asked me they said like what do i think of facebook you know and then i i really started thinking about it in a fun loving way today before i came on your call i'm thinking about facebook and, you know, like one guy said to me, one guy's 
trying to recruit me into his business. He doesn't know who I am, right? He, I, I don't get recruited into businesses. So he's trying to recruit me into his business, and I just kind of had to, you know, put an end to that in a, in a polite way. And I started thinking about it because I said something to him. I said, I'm beyond the people on, on, online. I said, I'm, I'm beyond I'm from the marketing side of it. I'm beyond that world that, you know. So I started thinking about it, and, and then somebody asked me, I said before, like, why are you on Facebook? And I really didn't have a good answer, but I think I have a good answer today. And as I watch Facebook, you know, for guys like you or me or other people like us that can kind of see through the veil, kind of, you know, see things for, you know, what they mostly are, Facebook to me is kind of like an aquarium. You've got a whole bunch of fish in there. And, you know, I, I was upstairs uh, in the bathroom after I had a shower and I took a look at my son's room to see if he was there. But the first thing I saw in my son's room was his aquarium. And I saw the fish swimming around in there. And so I started associating that as it's kind of like, you know, all these people on Facebook trying to find a way to get rich or, you know, a lot of them are, there's a lot of marketers on Facebook, but they're part of an aquarium and they're, you know, they're either swimming alone or they're swimming with three or four fish or they're swimming with five or six fish, you know, and it's just really amazing. So imagine being in Mark Zuckerberg's uh, aquarium. Imagine what it's like to be him. Just sitting back with $72 billion or $80 billion of shares, and you've got over 2 billion people swimming in your aquarium, and they don't have a fucking clue. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, they're all going ding, there, ding. Like yeah, so, so put yourself on the outside and say, oh, my God, I love my fish. I, you know, I love, I, I love what I did with the coral there, and I did with the plants there, and, you know, I got the bottom feeders here, and then I got the, you know, the shit fish there, and then I got the more exotics there, and you know what I'm saying? He's like, he's like looking at his big aquarium called Facebook, and I mean, wow, you know, that's got to be pretty cool to sit there and say, look at, look at all these fucking people in my aquarium. And he's just going like this every single day. And they're all sitting in there feeding off each other like single cell amoebas. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean and he's sitting there he's sitting there laughing his ass off at all these people. It's, it's he's hitting all these buttons. He can censor people. He can throw the president of the United States off. He can throw anybody off. He can he can put you in Facebook jail. He's just sitting there, he's like he kinda reminds me of Henry Ford in the book Think and Grow Rich. Henry Ford was one of the richest men back in the world back in the day. He didn't know shit about anything. Yeah. But what he did, and this is where people don't understand business, he was brilliant. He knew nothing about nothing. He had a vision, but what he did is he sat behind his desk like I am here, sitting behind, you know, sitting at a, a beautiful desk, and he's got all these buttons on his desk. Yeah. And he, he, he presses this button. Somebody says, asks him a question. He says, I don't know. Hold on for a second. He presses this button. Get your ass up here. Tell me the answer to this question. What about this make? What about this model? What about, you know, what about the chemistry for the paint going into the car? He's got all these minions doing all the work for him, tapping into the beautiful, talented, gifted people, being his little bitch. He's just hitting a button, a, a button for research and development, a button for accounting, a button for where he's going to have lunch today. Yeah, he actually won a court case. Think. He just has to hit buttons, and that's Zuckerberg. He's controlling fucking two, two billion people. And it's funny as hell for me because I see everything he's like, not everything, but I sit there and I say, he's, he's got a really cool aquarium. 
You know, you got to admire. Yeah, you're 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 aware of the bigger picture, aren't you? And and in that, which is which is still like this little subdomain of 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 life. But isn't it funny how 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 we can often like wind back the the technology? How do I put this? Man seems to create in a similar way to the 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 mother nature in a way because like I look at a car. And an engine, right? And an engine right. ha- has fuel. It has oil. You know, like the oil would be the blood. The fuel, the p- petrol would be, you, you know, your, your, your food. You've got the water system. And, and, and it breathes in air. And it transforms that energy into, you know, like motion. And it's and then, then you've got the ECU of the car, which is like the human brain, which controls all the stuff. This, yeah. is, this is very humanoid, you it know. It's, it's its own ecosystem. Yeah. It has its own ecosystem. Yeah, and 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 so like businesses are like that as well. They 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 breathe in and out. They expand, they contract a bit, you know. And but but the 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 sucking the sucking in energy and the pumping out the the the, the produce from that and the waste from that as well, you know. So, um, yeah, it, it, Zuckerberg's definitely built a a, a fascinating, uh, fascinatingly powerful business, and, um. It's, it's made it made it possible for more people to, to operate from home to, to, to run home based businesses, which is essentially where you've met you've made a lot of money in the home based business and, and the business in a box, you know. Explain to people what, what is a business in a box because loads of people have heard that term before and what the hell does that look like? Yeah, well, you know, a business in a box can be a multitude of things, but in the world that we live in online is a Business in the box is a complete turnkey system where you can literally, you know, and just going back to what you're saying here, like we're being taught, we're being taught to be sucked into the internet. So when you take a look at COVID and all the things that are happening in the world, what is it doing? It's not, it's not creating a ripple going outwards. It's pulling the tide in. All of a sudden, society is coming in, almost like imploding. And now we're, you know, pe- you know, people that would. Once upon a time ago, a few months ago, put down the home-based business industry, or the home, you know, don't want to work from home. Now they've got their case, their their their, their first case of working from home. They're, you know, they love it. They're you'd be able to watch their kids. They're saving money on daycare. They're using Zoom to operate their business and meetings, corporate meetings, government meetings. Um, you know, people are really loving it, and now they're kind of now open-minded to saying, okay, well, how can I take my internet connection? How can I take my cell phone or my computer? How can I monetize that now? Now, going back, would you be, hit me up with your question one more time. Well, I was asking what a, a, a business in a box business looks a like box. because, because the, I think a lot of people are going to start to stumble across these things now that they're out there looking, you know, yeah. and it's it's a minefield of like of, of businesses in yeah. a box. But describe it to me. Well, what, you've, what, got the MLM, you've got the MLM community out there. Which is multi-level marketing. Multi-level yeah, marketing. Multi-level marketing. Yeah, it's that's kind of uh, 2021. I no offense to anyone that's marketing anyone your audience walk, uh, mark, uh, in that industry. I, I wouldn't touch it with a ten-foot pole. Uh, today, the way I know it today in 2021, it's not like it was five years ago, ten years ago. Now, if you've already got an established paycheck, God bless you. You know, hang on to that for as long as you can, and just pray that it's not going to vanish and and for, for other reasons why in a few years. But to tell somebody to start out an MLM business today, 
uh, you know, there's all kinds of lies about multi-level marketing. They say multi-level marketing has created more millionaires than any other industry in the world. That's a crock of shit. That was just used by a motivational speaker on stage to relay a message that he wanted to relay to his audience. And then people ran with it and turned it into a meme and a quote and put it in books. It creates more debt, more destruction than any other home-based environment out there. It really does because uh, multi-level marketing is not easy. You're, you, there's the, a multitude of, of reasons why, but I'll give you two primaries, two primary reasons why the average person that's not charismatic, evangelical, charming, sorry, call coming in, uh, not, my wife's phoning me, not charismatic, evangelical, charming, empowering, uh, you know, uh, influential, why people that are quiet, people that are quiet will always buy into systems and buy into leads and they don't even know what to do with the leads when they get them. They don't know what to do with the website. They don't know what to do with the lead capture page. Um, it's a very codependent industry. Well, I'll do three-way calls with you. My upline is going to take me to the promised land. It's, it's, it's a world of false promises and bullshit. Uh, all right. It, it, for the majority of the people. There yeah. are some good people. There are some good people there, like my like myself and others, that will teach you the real stuff. And good. And tell you the truth. And yeah, good products as well. And good products as well. I, I think I think there is a lot of because it, obviously it's often product based, and I do think that there is a lot of good products out there that don't ever go to market in the normal way. Um, well, it, Amazon's Amazon's changing that. Yeah, you can almost get any 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 multi level marketing product through Amazon now. So here, here's so so okay. So watch this. All right, just stay with me on this. All right, because I, I I do this. So here, here here's an MLM product here. This bottle. Yeah. The date on it's two thousand. The date on it's two thousand and two. I kept it because I'm one of few people in the world that have the Willy Wonka one with the gold medallion. They, this was limited edition, and very few people got them in the mail. Yeah. I happened to get one, so I was I was I was in this business. Now, my question to people: All right, so you're talking about good products. Um, some companies have good products, but the majority don't. Why do I say that? Because here in North America, particularly in Utah. The manufacturing facilities dominate and control. I know the biggest manufacturing company in the world, the owner of it, he since just passed away. He and I would sit up at two o'clock at night talking about the industry, and he'd tell me he was he was manufacturing for fifty-seven multi-level marketing companies, plus he manufactures for Costco. So we'd sit up late at night, have great conversations about our kids and wealth and all these incredible things and dynamics of business and stuff. But when we got talking about his manufacturer, we'd say, so I'd say, I, I would say, I'm not going to mention his name, so I'd say, so what do you think about this company? You're manufacturing their products. He could talk off the record to me because he knew I wasn't a threat. He's dead today, so it doesn't matter. But he would tell me out of the 57 companies that he, he was manufacturing for, including his own, he said he wouldn't feed 56, 56 of those companies, 56 of those companies, he wouldn't feed their products to his cows. And this is a guy that lives in a 63,000-square-foot house. You know? Um, yeah. A massive house, like with a mountain inside the house, 500-seat auditorium. You know, it's, it's bigger than a castle. And so anyhow, <clears throat> so with this product here, great state-of-the-art product gives you energy. Honestly, you know what I use this product for? Cleaning the oil off my driveway. It works great. Uh, when, my, when, my, when my cars are leaking oil on my, my, you know, my aggregate driveway and I get pissed, I pour this stuff on there, dude, it takes the oil off. It's amazing. 
Is that is that the Ferrari? Does it does does it drip a bit of oil? The, the, the Ferrari. Oh yeah, every now and then, you know, it's leaking, right? And then I got a I got a three fifty Chevy engine and another car, and those things are infamous for pissing oil, right? So, but they're beautiful jalopies. I got cruisers and everything. So anyhow, but this product cost. What does this product cost? I mean, let's let's keep it real. You know what this product cost to manufacture? Three ninety five, four yeah, dollars yeah. cents. Yep. And then my auto ship every month. So now, now watch how screwed up multi level marketing is. All right. For those that don't know, that haven't been corporate like me, and I understand how to perform every magic trick in the book. So three three dollars seventy five cents to manufacture this oil remover. That's good for my body. Gives me energy. Cures my diabetes and all the other shit they tell you it does that it doesn't do. So yeah. Three seventy-five, and then you buy auto ship for eighty-nine dollars and ninety-five cents U.S. Figure that out. Yeah. And then you got to mark it up if you want to get all these customers. Oh, you got to go out in retail. Oh, you got to go out in retail. You got to mark it up another twenty-five percent. So you tell me, you're taking people that have never been trained in sales and marketing before, don't know how to use hypnosis, don't know how to use the power uh, power persuasion. Don't know how to use transitional phrases. Don't understand, you know, what it's going to take to succeed. And the first thing they teach you in multi-level marketing is to lie to people. Bullshit. Tell them it's going to do this. Tell them it's going to do that. Just replicate my story. Well, I don't have a story. Don't worry about it. Replicate my story. So how am I supposed to take the person that has been brought up in an order-taking world, working for a boss, Getting a take-home paycheck. Hold on, I gotta get rid of this person. Get getting sorry. Right. Getting a take-home paycheck. People phoning me. Getting a take-home paycheck and then transitioning them into an independent, not codependent, an independent thought process of being an entrepreneur, getting out there in the world and depending on yourself to create money. That's scary shit, man. Mm. There's no security. There's no security in being an entrepreneur. It, it takes a very brave, courageous person to own a business. Yeah, you know it's it's so it, the world is not brave and courageous. And then so so you're already you're already getting screwed. Number one, the product's ten times because to build a comp plan, you you actually go times eight, times ten, times twelve, over and above your cost. And then you tell tell your sheep, your Kool Aid drinkers, that you brainwashed. Uh, you know, be oh, I'm a part of this. It's always amazing. You know, you, you you have big company events and everything, and you just put the the psychological screws to their head all the time and motivating them, pumping them up, and tell them to write down their goals and write out a list of hundreds of people they know. Just really mess their lives up doing that. And then you know what? <clears throat> then you tell then then you tell them to go out and mark it up twenty five percent. Go get some customers. Are you fucking kidding me? You know what I'm saying? Like. I'm good, but I'm not even that good. And I've had almost three million people in my downline. I am really good. Three. I can retail this baggage. I can retail this baggage. Good if you paid me. Uh, you had three you know million in your downline. That that's uh, so just oh, two, for people. Two point seven million. Two point seven million. Me, man. So that 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 uh, for people who don't know that essentially means that uh, uh, people who Val spoke to introduce him to a business, then they yeah. spoke to other people well, introduce him to the business. Line, you know? So he affected two points. Yeah, you you, you affected two point seven million people. You created something in their lives. You well, helped well, I, create we, something we in their lives. Is, we together, yeah, we together empowered enough human beings to psychologically 
say yeah to whatever the hell they were saying. And, you know, and, 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 you know, uh, this it all you want. You now, you made a lot of money from it. You made a fortune from it. But things have changed now, and, and you're, you're so, like, long in the tooth now. I can see your frustration with the, the whole industry. I get, I get that similar frustration with the, with the tattoo industry yeah. and, the, and, and, you know, like, what, what, what's, what's happening in there. It's, it's very, very yeah. similar. Thing. But, but um, for you, you, you are quite public about it, and, you know, you put these, 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 these posts up that are very um, thought-provoking. Um, you know, we got onto your post before, and I, th I think people are actually yeah. quite scared. People are scared to comment on your post. I mean, I look through the and, and I see yeah. what you're saying about the uh, about the comments as well. Like, like most of them didn't get what you were saying. Um, and I'll, I'll challenge people too, right? I, I'm, you know, I'll challenge people. And it's not that I'm trying to be a prick. Maybe I am, maybe I'm not. But I just don't want to let them get away with a really dumbass comment. Back it up, man. Back yeah. it up. Don't just throw something at me that you've never done before, have never accomplished. Imagine you doing a thing on tattoos and then, you know, an idiot like me shows up because I'm, learning, you know, like a white belt in martial arts, and I say you're doing this wrong, Richard, or you do it this way and do it that way, I don't have a fucking clue what I'm talking about, but I read it in a book. Yeah. Or I went to a, I went to a GoPro event in Vegas and watched a bunch of fucking, you know, puppets on stage. Anthony Robbins has never built a network marketing, a multi-level marketing company. Richard Branson has never built a multi-level marketing company. All these people on stage don't build companies. They're vendors. They sell their shit to the industry telling us that we in the trenches can do our job better if we buy their shit and they're not doing it. Mm. So the, the reason why the reason why you see the anger and frustration with me is yeah, I had a great run and I could go back and have a great run. I go back and do, you know, do great numbers again. But today when I see see I'm old school I'm, I'm about the handshake. I really do care about people. I care about you. I care about Leah. I care about people that are watching this. I really do care about people. I went to school to be a child care worker. I love people. I, I'm not a predator. Like, the industry is all about being a predator today. Crush it. Kill it. Uh, hustle. You know? Um, all the terms, the language is shit. Like, it's just... It's like a bunch of gangsters running around the internet. Oh, did you, how, how many people did you get out of that group? Or how many people did you get out of that group? That's not what it is for me. It's about how many people's lives did I change? How mm. many, how many people's, uh, you know, lives did I touch? The great, see, the greatest gift, it's not about how many people you can screw in the whole base business industry. Like I, I see these clowns running around the internet saying, I made $20,000 this week. I made $40,000 this week. Anyone can do that. But you know what? What they're really saying is, "Hey, you fucking loser! Look how much money I ripped you off for this week." I would never do that. If I made a hundred grand, I'd never go back out there to my audience and say, "I made twenty-five thousand dollars, or fifty grand, or hundred grand," because those people are watching me. They've sent me money, whatever it is, and I know damn well that they're not ever going to make their money back because they don't have the skill set to do it. And then you're going to get the monkeys out there that are going to say. Well, they gotta read books. They gotta take courses. They gotta, you know, study tapes. That's not how you learn. <clears throat> I, I can read a book. I'm not gonna learn. I'm not gonna learn how to do a tattoo by reading a fucking book or watching a video. I could, 
you know what I'm going to learn? I'm going to stand beside you, Richard, and I'm going to pick your brains, and I'm going to keep you up late at night, and I'm going to let you watch me fuck up and make a mess on, you know, cadavers or whatever the hell you do. I, you know, that's where I want to be. I want to be with you. I don't want to be in the book. Mm. If I want to, you know, I want to be with the best. I want to be with the elite. I want I want that hands-on. I, I, fuck. Somebody go read a book, I'll tell you go fuck yourself. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Somebody go watch a video, I'll tell you to go fuck yourself. Mm. If my wife told me to go, if my wife told me to go, uh, you know, watch a video to go learn how to have sex, I'd tell her go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I want to be with her. I don't want to be with a video. Yeah. Yeah. I want to be with my, you know, I, I want to be with my children. You know, I want to be with my dog. I don't want to look at pictures of my dog. I want to love them for the 11 years I had them in this life for 12 years and then say goodbye. Yeah. You, know, you, not, you, you, you prefer real experiences. And I, I think like, obviously totally. the, the way the world is now, like the, 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 the real experience, you know, people call, friends people that they know on facebook and have never had a conversation with even you know and people have got so detached fuck me man we text somebody to see if it's okay to phone them so that to see if it's okay to go and knock on the fucking door <laughs> that's not the way it was when i was a kid exactly you know, just fucking piled in people's houses yeah but that's how it is now you know and it it, it, it has changed a lot and you know i I mean, obviously, like um, like a lot of the people, that, like uh, my friends on Facebook, friends, um, don't uh, don't aren't friends with you, so they don't see your posts. Um, and you are like really entertaining. Now you say that you're uh, into the in, into the marketing. You're a marketer, you know, and. Um, you know, I'm I'm all I'm always watching you and, and learning. You know what I mean? I'm trying, but I'm reading between the lines. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm like, what the heck is he on about? You know what I mean? But I am always my biggest fascination, Val. My biggest question has got to be, why the bananas? <laughs> why 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 is it always? Is, is there something like now? I did a windowsills course, right? I'm just gonna take a bite of a banana. So I, I did a windowsills course. And they described like the way that like by distraction, you know, if if someone's not listening to you, start doing something that gets their attention. Now, I'm here waving this banana about, and I'm watching you on your YouTube on, on your yeah. Facebook videos, and me and Megan, we, we were we were laid in bed, and you were doing a live. And you had a banana. You always pull out an item of fruit. So I want. To, my question is, why, why, why the, why the, why the food in your videos? What is it always there? Does it just make you feel comfortable, or is it actually no. a prop? Yeah. Because you know, is it, is it this distraction? Because we were sat, we, we were laid in bed, and you came on, and I'm like, oh, here's Val. And Megan always goes, "Who's Val?" <laughs> then she goes, "Oh, it's him." <laughs> and you know, you, you know, you know, you're chatting away, right? And you took a couple of bites yeah. out your banana, but you were getting right into this conversation. You'd clean forgot about the banana, and this banana was flying all about the screen, you know. And, and I was waiting for it to snap. And yeah, it was, it was, it was just brilliant, brilliant watching. And obviously, some of your videos you put in, you know, like you you, yeah. you wear a wig or something like that, you know, like it's it's like you have a bit of fun with it. So yeah. the, the, there's always a bit no. of food in that. It's like your like your trademark. Yeah, you know, you know, even my business partner that I'm really close with asked me, she said, why do you 
eat food when you do a lot. And she said, do you feel nervous? Does it make you feel comfortable? And, you know, maybe it does. I don't know. I, I, I usually don't like eating food because it makes me throw up if I'm nervous. So it's definitely not nerves. Um, if I get nervous, I won't eat. I'll shut it down for a couple of days. If something's really, you know, stressing me out or something, I won't eat. I, I actually isolate from food. But, you know, when you take a look at people doing lives or presenting, I guess it's a way of me saying to the world, uh, you know, I've broken free of being a, being afraid, scared of expressing myself. I, I For years, you know, I wouldn't even get on a call and say, hi, my name's Val Smith. I wouldn't even be on a call. Never mind video call. I wouldn't even be on a conference call. I'd just sit there quietly in the background and listen. You'd never hear me say, hi, this is Val from Canada. Just to say that would make me puke. Swear to God, no, no exaggeration. So in a way, um, you know, when I, when I watch people do lives, the first thing I look at when I see somebody do a Facebook live is I'm always looking to see if they're full of shit. That's the first thing I do. And how I can tell if somebody's full of shit is I don't look at them, I look at the background. And when somebody's doing a live in their bedroom and you can tell their blankets are not very nice and, you know, you can tell they live in a little apartment, dull paint, you know, shitty curtains, beer cans on the wall, uh, you know, a poodle humping a cat or something like that in the background. <laughs> you know, you can tell when somebody's, you know, you, you can tell when somebody like, you got a beautiful background, I got a, you know, a nice beautiful background, yeah. million dollar house. Yeah, so these things are important to me because it's credibility, right? So, uh, you know, when somebody's giving me advice, don't don't give it to me, you know, from your $150 a month apartment that has broken plumbing and, you know, your dishes are loaded in the background and your, your kitchen cupboards look outdated and your house looks like shit. Or you're doing it from a Chevy Impala and, you know, the roof, the cloth on the roof is fucking ripped and it's hanging down and don't tell me you're making money. Yeah. You know, show me some of your toys, you know, get, get in there and show me. So these things are important to me. But the reason why I do it is when you see people doing lives, they're like this. Um, uh, and, and then they're reading. They got notes all over the table and they're looking down and reading their notes. They're, they're trying to do a live and they're reading above the, the actual camera itself. They're going like that. And you can tell that you can tell. And it's great. I, you know, I give them all the, all, all the accolades in the world for attempting. But if I watch you, you watch me like you think this is my first rodeo i don't give a fuck yeah. so people somebody says why do you eat with your mouth full like i'm chewing the banana and i'm still talking right <laughs> the banana. I, I don't give a shit and it's and it's, I own it's this. This, yeah this is my life I, I own it i'm the fucking guy but yeah these are my rules val you are the I'm only eat. yeah you are the only person that can do you you can do you better than anybody else can do yeah, you you know what i mean but and that's that's who i am i I don't give a shit about etiquette. This is who I am. This is my story. I'm good. But people focus on me because they want to know what I'm eating. So if I just came and did a live like this, I'm, I'm really tense. Hi, guys. How are you? My name's Val Smith, and I'm reading. <laughs> and I, I'm calling you from Canada, and I'm going to do a Facebook Live today. And I'm going to You had a system be a useless fucking tool in your business. I'm going to teach you how to lose a ton of money on the internet like all these other funny people out there that think they're actually going somewhere when they really don't have a clue what's going on with their lives or themselves and they're in all these shitty businesses and they're they're promoting products that nobody wants, nobody gives a shit about, but they're still telling you, you know, whatever, right? Like, 
you see people doing that every day on Facebook, but you and I are just kind of like, I'm just like this bouncing around. I just ate a tub of yogurt on your call today while we were doing it. You saw me with the spoon I'm eating maple yeah. yogurt right now because I don't give a shit. Yeah. I'm going to do it. I love you. Like, I love you. We and I are friends and we'll always be friends forever. But I'm not disrespecting you because I'm eating. You want me to come on your call? This is who I am. Exactly. I love- yeah. And there's so many people, again, back to social media, being or trying to be what what they're not. There's the people who you just spoke about there who don't even try, you know, like, and, and then there's the other ones that will go and hire a Lamborghini so that they look good. Yeah. You know, that's the completely other end of that bracket, isn't it? You know, and I think... Like, they, but they can't even do the ones, that, the ones that do the Lamborghini. When you see them, you can tell they don't... You can, you know what? Body language tells you everything. And when I see these clowns sitting in the driver's seat of a Lamborghini and saying, hey, I made millions of dollars, when I know they, they can't even afford their rent next month in an apartment, you know, like you can tell by the body language, the way they're sitting in the Lamborghini, the way they're posing, you can tell it, it doesn't look authentic. It's, it's, they're, they're posing in a way that if you see me in, in my Ferrari, you're not going to see me going like this and, uh, you know, putting up my fake uh, Rolex $35 watch that I got out of Thailand to make it look like a $20,000 Rolex. You don't need to pose. When you drive a Lamborghini, you don't, I don't need to pose. When I drive a Ferrari, I don't need to pose. But when I see these posers out there standing, their hand on the side of a car, leaning on a Bentley, leaning on a Rolls Royce or whatever, or a fucking Land Rover, well, Land Rovers are a piece of shit anyhow. No offense. In Canada, they are. Maybe <laughs> in the UK, they're good, but... They break down here all the time, man. Like they are the. I wouldn't touch a Land Rover, Range Rover if you paid me all the money in the world. Anyhow, uh, high maintenance. Like just a, yeah. just a shit vehicle over here in Canada. So anyhow, but you can tell who the posers are. Like you know, it's 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 not real. So you know so you know, we went from one end of the spectrum to the other. There, we've talked about home-based businesses, business in a box, um, marketing on the internet, YouTube stuff like that. What? Um, for, for, the, for the people now out there that are in a situation where they're sitting there thinking, what the fuck am I going to do here? You know, like I need, I need, yeah. I need to do something different. What do you, what do you think would be a good place to start? You know, how, how do they, is it find a mentor? Is it work out what you want to do? Um, is it wait yeah. for something to come along? What, what's, what's the answer for them, yeah. those people? Well, there, 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 there isn't there isn't one answer to be truthfully honest. If I if I were to tell you what the one answer is, um, I'd be a biased, you know, parasitic son of a bitch. There, there's a multitude of answers for that. So, but let's just let's just kind of neutrally take a look at it without me influencing or, or giving complete advice, because there's more more to it than that. But what I would say this: the advice I would give people, anybody that would ever watch this. I would say don't listen to a lot of the experts on the internet. Don't listen to a lot of the bullshit on the internet. Um, you know, do your research. I, I mean, if you can talk to the actual expert, you don't want to be in an email chat with them. You don't want to be in, uh, you know, a texting chat with them. That's, you know, I wouldn't be, I'm just telling you face to face, belly to belly on a video call. Yeah, that's what I would. That's what I would want. I don't need it. I want it. So, so even though I'd be nervous and scared, I'm ner- I can get nervous and scared too. I would still want that because that's important. Because uh, you know, you want to. You really. You want to. You want to just take t- take notes and take as much information. But here's the thing: 
whatever you love to do, what not, Richard, this has got nothing to do with you. You're a tattoo artist. I'm just talking about home-based businesses yeah, on the, the internet now. Yeah, yeah. So not tattoos or not specialized brick and mortar. So I, the best advice I could give you or anyone else, do not get involved in something you love to do. All right? Love people, but don't say, if somebody says, well, get involved in health and nutrition because you love health and nutrition. If you do that, you're going to go broke. Be prepared to accept that as a hobby. Be prepared to know that's going to be a financial ex, uh, you know, expense. If you want to make a shitload of money, like if you want, and that could be 70, 80,000 a year. could be three, 400,000 a year. It could be two, three million a year, all right? And I'll stop there. Some of my friends are making, you know, 15, 16 million a year. I'm not going to talk about cryptocurrency. I'm going to talk about find a business that the global worldwide population, as far as a product, is attracted to. So are people attracted to coffee? Yes. Do I like coffee? The answer, I wouldn't drink that shit if you paid me. I don't like coffee. I mean, I would drink maybe... A cocoa, but I got to be careful of like real Folgers coffee or something like that because it affects my body. Uh, I start shaking, trembling, and my heart starts palpitating. It doesn't assimilate for me. So look at things like I'll give an example. A buddy of mine, he lives in a fourteen million dollar house here. He draw. He's got cars. He's, I don't know. He's got six million dollars in cars in his driveway, in his garage, and stuff. And uh, you know, he where does he make the money? Well, he owns a multitude of McDonald's restaurants. So I, you know, he and I are friends. So you know, would you eat there? He says, I wouldn't eat the shit if you paid me. But he 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 owns the restaurants because he knows the masses go there, and it gives him the lifestyle. Mm. He eats in five star. He eats in five star restaurants. He flies in a Learjet. Okay, he doesn't eat that. He goes there to pick up the money. That would be about it, right? So he's got to delegate up. So he looks and he says, well. Where where all the sheep or the you know the, the the global worldwide population? What are they spending their money on? So what are people spending their money on? They're spending their money on internet connections, data, cell phones, apps, technology, <laughs> online online you know, training. Very, yeah. <laughs> on, What's that? Online training. The, the, yeah, the, online training, the, which is you don't need training online. It's all bullshit. It's this, all, yeah. It, bring, it's it all brings us brings us back to where we've got a load of people out there at the minute. The market is uh, wanting to know how to do something new, and then they go they go out there, and then they're faced with the people who say that they know how to do something, but have only fucking watched YouTube on how to do it. You know, and and yeah, right, man. And the other thing too, there's there's shit doesn't work i mean the reason why i say it doesn't work is okay so so i go to the biggest name on the internet like god's gift to the world trainer on the internet and they never ask you what company you're in most of the time they don't really ask what you're promoting they don't really give a shit but they'll tell you how great they are and all these great things teach you how to get traffic teach you how to get leads teach you you know to use all these different tools in order to get eyes on you know whatever it is and then they tell you to brand yourself. Well, how do you brand yourself if you're not an influential person, right? Like, it, it's not a part of your personality. But you know, they never really asked me if I market this shit, which is a weight loss powder and shake. They never really sit down and say to me, well, are you really giving value? Are you really, are you really giving value selling that $6 bag, you know, that you can get on Amazon for $129 in your MLM program? Like, why should I tell you to buy that off me for 129 bucks? Join my business, and then what? You know, one clown says, "Well, people join MLM programs to get products wholesale." 
Well, when he said that, I didn't know whether to shit or go blind. How do you how do you call wholesale ten times the retail the price retail, yeah. in the real world at Costco? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's to pay out the to pay out the pyramid, right? To pay out the to pay out the matrix or the the multi levels, the breakaway, the binary, whatever. Yeah. So it's it's always it's always overinflated products. They always tell you it's state of the art. They always tell you you got doctor advisory boards. Again, it's all Vaseline, right? Most of it's Vaseline. So so I paid I paid ten thousand dollars this year in courses, and then I fly to Vegas to go see a Go Blow event where all these speakers speak on stage to help me build my business, and then I buy this guy's course to help me build my business, and then this asshole says he's 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 broken the code. And then this guy says he's got all the secrets. And then this guy shows says, let me show you how to hack this. You know, all, all, all the predatorial language, right? And then I take all those courses and I go back. And even if I'm not a lazy turd, which most people are, you know, I'm not a lazy turd. And I start trying to apply these things. And I start spending money on Facebook-sponsored ads and, you know, little, you know, buying traffic and running solo ads. Chances are I still probably have nothing to show for. You know why? The problem with those type of business, there's no value in spending 129 bucks for something I can get for six. There's even if I can get it for $22. Yeah, no, there's no all. value in that. So, so how am I you know, people say, well, give value, give value. Like, what a bunch of idiots. Give value, give value, give value. And then I say, okay, what does that mean? Give value, give value, give value. Well, what does that mean? What is that? I mean, charismatically, what, you know, what does that mean? Tell me what it means. Nobody can answer that question for me today. Mm. Well, you got to give value. For what does that mean? Am I giving value selling a business that I joined selling this shit for 129 bucks? Mm. Is that value really? Is, 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 but, this stuff, is this stuff value at $89? Yeah, is I mean. This, and, and then getting, hold on, and getting, oh, shut up. I know you're charismatic. But, and, but, but and then getting people locked into an auto ship. They need to feed their kids. They don't need to feed this shit. They don't, you know what I mean? They need that 129 bucks for their for their family, right? So the best way to go is look at what the population is spending money on. Stay away from physical products because you have red tape with Borders International. Well, our company's international. I don't give a shit. You're still dealing with Border. You're still dealing with shipping and handling. You're still dealing with FedEx and Purolator and all those companies. They always screw the orders up all the time. Go digital, find something. Well, I got my phone here in front of me. Find something that relates to cell phones. What's the population of the world doing? They're, we're living in a cellular society of technology. That's where the money is. Is the money out there going to convince your family and friends and, and for 129 bucks to join your program and you know give them a free motivational book from some motivational speaker that that's a that's a crock of shit? No, I, you know honestly, I, I can't do that to people. I don't want to do that to people. We gotta think smart. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So don't buy into what you hear. Even for me, don't buy into what you hear. Just discern it and ask yourself the question: Does it make sense? You know what? I'll tell you something. And I'll shut up here. I know you want to say something, but I got I gotta get this up. So if I was gonna go get a tattoo, you know what I would do? Well, first off, I already told you you'd be the only guy in the world that could ever touch my body to do a tattoo because that's just the way it is. But let's say that wasn't a true statement. Let's say I, I was open-minded to getting it from some guy here in Canada or the U.S. Uh, I would say, you know what I do? I'd come to you for advice. Mm. Richard, what should I do? I want a picture of my son and my daughter on my back. I want a picture of two of my dogs on my back. 
what questions should I ask? What should I be looking for? You know, and the biggest thing, does it hurt to ask? What can you do? You can say, I don't have time for you. Well, thank you very much anyhow. That's the worst thing that can happen to me. Mm. And people are afraid to ask for whatever reasons. I used to be terrified to ask, but now I knock on people's doors and want to buy their cars if I want, you know? So the whole thing is, I'm not afraid to ask. I don't give a, I don't care who it is. Shy kids get no sweets. What's that? Shy kids get no sweets. That's right. You got. You got. You got. You got. You got to go and ask. Yeah. Yeah. So what you're saying is that if you if you first of all either you're saying not do something that you love. I've got I've got a way with doing th- things that I love all my life. But if 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 you you know you're in that situation, find something that's going to make you money, right? Because that's generally what people are after. They need to make more money, and then you, go you and make, ask somebody. Money, you, yeah, go. you make money off a marketplace that people are willing to spend money on. People yes, are willing to spend yes. Money look, on look. Apps, cell phones. That's they're, it. They're not. They're, everyone on my street is not buying this, but everyone on my street has technology in a cell phone. For example, you know what I'm saying? Not everyone has the tattoo. So, yeah. would multi-level marketing tattoo companies work? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Probably not, because we don't know how to do tattoos. But find an industry. So, like, let me give you one more example. Let's say gasoline. How much does gasoline cost per liter in the UK? God, I, don't, I don't even look. I just, like, you what just, is it, a gallon or a liter over there? Uh, I think we're, we're on liters. Um, I don't know, one pound seventy maybe. I don't, I don't know. I honestly don't look right. when I fill so, up. So, but so, so it's probably over $2 a gallon, right? Like a yeah. US gallon, probably, probably $3, 4 US gallon. Yeah. Now, what if I could show you, what if I could show you a business opportunity where for the rest of your life you could have gasoline for equivalent to US 50 cents a gallon for the rest of your life? It would never surpass that ever. Would that be attractive to people getting their gasoline for 50 cents a course, gallon? Of course it would. Attractive? Yeah, of course it would. Yeah, and I don't care about gasoline. I don't care about gasoline. I'm not passionate about gasoline. I wish gasoline would go away because I don't like the smell of it. Sometimes I like the smell of it when I was younger. But it, you know, pollutes the planet and all. I, I'm not really big on that. But my whole point being is, does it really matter? If people are going to spend money on gasoline, dude, I want a piece of the pie. Yeah. If people are going to spend money on water, I want a piece of the pie. If people are spending money on a particular clothing line, I want a piece of the pie if it's causing the world. So find what's trending in the world, not what's trending with fat people, skinny people, short people, tall people. I don't want to look for a target market. I want the whole world to be my target market. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then go and find someone who's been successful in that market and ask how they did it and ask for their help. Spend time with them. Take their brain, spend time with them. Uh, even join their company, like enroll in their company just so they'll even give you their time. You'll find you'll get more. If you're in their company, they'll give you more time. I used to join companies I hated, could care less about, detested the product, but I would spend money because I knew the only way I could get to that person was to say, hey, man, I'm on your team. I'm in your downline. Can you help me out? Yeah, I've done the same thing. I've done the same thing with you. <laughs> <laughs> totally hands up you know per, like I, I i wanted to be closer to val you know what i mean so um yeah, yeah. but you know put put some money in your pocket and it it, it, it works that's that gets our attention doesn't it you know so that do, that that yes. really that really does work and it's a, it's it's a good formula but it's certainly a minefield out there anyway and, and um I, I think that it's it's fascinating to to hear from you, from your, uh, 
Um, it's a very different world sitting at home, making a making making a fortune from your from your computer and your office, and and a lot of people haven't done that before. So, um, but people do do it. They do, and you are a prime example of people who that are, that are successful in it. It must be getting harder and harder now, though, with the the, the way things are changing. You, you've went digital. Is it? It's a digital product you work with now, is it? Yeah, there's digital products out there, but you know what? There's other things that you can do. The advancement of technology, uh, artificial intelligence. Uh, you know, there's all kinds of different things to do. You, you don't have to choose one specific. There's all kinds of options. You just got to find the one that makes sense for you, your time, your family. Do you plan to keep your job while you're building an online business? Are you going into it full time? Do you have money to float the business? Do you have money to invest in the business? Uh, you know, as you see on Facebook, people can't afford 50 bucks to make 200. People, you know, everyone's the first thing people like to say is they, they don't have any money. They can't afford it. It sounds good, everything, but I just don't have any money. As long as that's the language, uh, you're, uh, you're, you're not absolutely right. You're absolutely correct. You can't change your life. You can't change your situation. So the big thing is, is people always have the money. That's what they, they need to understand. And as long as we affirm we don't have the money, we're absolutely we're absolutely right all the time. One hundred percent. We're always right. So so then when I when I say you're looking at businesses again, what do you what do you want in this time and space? What are you willing to sacrifice, and how is it going to fit your lifestyle? And for most people, you know, like a lot of people get involved in multi-level marketing, for example, part-time. How do you build a part-time income in multi-level marketing? I don't know. I, I don't even, I wouldn't have the answer for that. So I couldn't in good conscience tell somebody to start a multi-level marketing program, keep their job and do it full-time, uh, sorry, and then do it part-time. Or I couldn't tell them to quit their job and do multi-level marketing full-time because they're, they're going to they're gonna sink. Yeah. Unless... They are a big name in the industry, a big influencer in the industry, have that personality, and they can come out of the gate and make a lot of money. And, and the other thing, too, is if somebody tells you that, you know, you need to invest three to five years in it traditionally in order to start seeing positive cash flow, uh, tell them to go fuck themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. It's Well, I mean... You could set up your own business and spend that amount of time. You could develop a product, your own product, and you know t take yeah. it to market well within that 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 time. It just shows you though, like it it, it is. I think people think, oh, it's going to be easy, and it's not easy, is it? You know, like it's it's a lot of slogging. You end up the sort of person that the um um pe people cross over the road from you because you're sick of them pestering you. You know, you're sick of getting pestered off them, and um it, it's. I think a lot of people become a person that they don't want to be when they start into the multi-level marketing because they've been told that it's it's uh, it's easy and all you got to do is like copy the system and copy the formula and speak to two they people have to and lie. yeah and they, and they have to lie and the, I, I think a lot of them as well like I, I don't know whether it was on one of your lives the other night they were talking about um, this subject and um, how. How, how, how people don't really achieve anything as as the as they're going along, and a lot of the time it's because all the they're not actually doing going the selling. The they're just trying to get two people and getting them to sell so that they can live off those person's back. And 
you know, like you do, you get two and you get two, and then once, I, and they're, they're thinking, once I've got myself a downline, I don't have to do fuck all. So the, they've got the mentality of take as much as they can and give as little as possible, when really the only formula that's going to work in, 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 in absolutely anything is give as much as you can and then take what you deserve, you know, and it's, it needs to be that way around. I think people are trying to take, take, take everywhere at the minute it's, um, it's not for everybody it's really not for everybody you have to you have to go into it with a third world mentality if you try to do it with a first world mentality you're gonna fail guaranteed to fail if you come with, if you're if you're a first world you know going into a first world mindset comfortable can play sit you see people in the third world they're doing everything to get out of the third world they're yeah. motivated. They're inspired, and they don't need to read the book to get inspired. Well, they they, they don't like their crap. They're feeling pain every single day of their life, and they want out. Yeah, I mean, like I say that you know, like you can say that goals aren't important. I think goals just give you some direction and help you understand what what it is that you want from life. And then, <laughs> and this is the big bit: people. Um, generally complacent. They're, 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 compla- they're, they're like, oh, this will do. You know, human beings are the only creatures on the face of the planet that get to a certain point in life and go, that'll do. You know, I've grown enough. I've done enough. But when you get to a point of intolerance, then you do something. You can say you want it all you want. You, you, you can dream, desire, and want something all you want until you're, you become intolerant with not having it or with what you've got, you won't do a thing. So, like, pe- pe- well, you know, that's your third world. I, you know. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever have you ever had somebody ask you this question as a tattoo artist? I walk into your shop and I get to sit down and talk to you and get to know you a little bit as an artist and ask you questions and you can probably answer questions that I can't even come up with. You'll start really educating me on it, which is really impressive. And then have you ever had somebody ask you this question? On, and be honest with me, have they ever asked you this question? And they ever said, Richard, if I were to get a tattoo, can you honestly answer this question? Is it going to hurt? Have you ever had somebody ask you, does it hurt? People ask me that all the time. <laughs> and I knew that, man. I was setting you up for that. Yeah. But what's my point with that question? you got to get to the point. Home-based businesses are no different. Is it going to hurt? You're effing right, it's going to hurt. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. not going to be easy. Yep. It's going to hurt, but if you want it bad enough, you're going to do it. Yep. And if I want that too bad enough, I'm going to shut my mouth, stop being a baby, stop saying I'm not going to do it, I'm not going to do it, I'm broke, I'm broke, I just can't afford it. I'm just going to get on the table, keep my mouth shut. I'm going to breathe when you tell me to breathe, and I'm going to exhale when you tell me to exhale. And I'm just going to That's it. it. Because the reward... The reward on the other side after I go through that two hours of hell or 15 hours of hell over a period of time or 20 hours of hell, when I look at that masterpiece on my back or my leg or my arm or my chest, or, I'm just going to sit there and say, holy shit, this was worth it. And that's what I did in the home-based business industry. I cried. I puked. I threw up. I put myself in hospital. But I came out on the other side, and life is good. Yeah. 
and th that's the thing that people aren't prepared to do. But what a fantastic analogy, you know, it, that that really is the case that you, you just got to want something bad enough, whether it's to climb Mount Everest yeah. or to make a million pounds or to invent a tattoo machine or to get a tattoo or now that's that that yeah. that, 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 that is a brilliant analogy. You, you, First of all, you have got to want it, haven't you? And, and I think a lot of the a lot of the shit out there, people don't, don't want. So I don't need a tattoo. We don't need it. I don't need money. I, I never did need money. I find a way to get through being a poor bugger. But you know what? I wanted it, so I had to have it. And I yeah. paid the price. Just and it was you know if, if I want that tattoo, if I come to England someday and I'm sitting there looking at you and I'm kind of going, no nah, shit, no, nah, like yeah, yeah, and then oh no, well Richard here make me feel better about this. Before <laughs> I do it. You know, I'm, I'm gonna. It's gonna be going on in my head because I don't like. I asked my neighbor the other day. I said, Dean, he's got a big tattoo on his back. I said, the first question. I didn't say, oh, your tattoo looks amazing. I said, dude, did it hurt? <laughs> did it hurt? He said, oh yeah, it hurt. There, there was some areas. He said he was break dancing and you know he wanted to he wanted to pop off the table a few times. But you know what? He's got a nice tattoo. Not like what you do. I mean, your stuff's like light years ahead. But I'm just saying. So it's got me thinking. Like I know. If I if I stand before you and I'm going to do this tattoo, I know there's a price to pay. Not only do I have to take money out of my wallet, so I'm going to have to pay you, but it's, I'm also going to have have to pay the price of feeling that whatever the hell you're going to stick in my body, man. It's it's always a. A good, I always make sure it's a good experience, though, you know. Like, I, I I don't just put ink into your skin. I put, like, my energy into your skin. It comes with a piece of me, you know, and, and that's trapped inside you as well. That that moment in time when all that happens, that comes with the tattoo. And a, and a lot of, you know, like I say, a lot of energy, a lot of thought, a lot of passion comes into it as well. But when people say, is it going to hurt? If I haven't already told them, I love to point out that my favourite needle that I use has 27 pins in it and it hits you at 10,000 times a minute. That's 270,000 holes in your skin a minute and you're asking if it's going to hurt. Uh, there's your answer, isn't it? It's yes, it's gonna hurt, but it'll be worth it. It's uh, you're absolutely right. So <laughs> yeah, you see that? It's it's and, a... and you know, so it's really funny when people always ask for answers like, "Can I make money? Will I make money? What's the best business?" <clears throat> I just say, really, what are you asking me? You know, the big the big question you should be asking is, "Is it gonna hurt?" Mm. That's what you should be asking me. Is it going to hurt? Really? And yeah, it, it's going to hurt. You know, it's going to hurt. But the reward on the other side, if you stick to it, if you stay with me, stay with the process, you'll come out with that pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. You know, because, you know, we're going to do it the right way. We're not going to do it. They're not going to do it the way they teach you on the Internet. Or you're not going to have to go out there and spend $2,500 in courses and stuff. You're going to do it the right way. The, the way it was really meant to be. And, you know, there, there, is a, there isn't a method to that operation. But anyhow, that was, that was really cool. But I, I think we had a good session today, man. I, I think really, this has been a good, yeah, good, uh, good it, talk. It, it has. And uh, I think there's uh, there's a lot of, uh, not even gems of knowledge, just boulders of knowledge going to come out of there. Is it, you know, for people listening to this who are thinking, right, well, fuck it, I'm, I'm, I, I want to know, I want to speak to Val, you know? Is that something that yeah. you do? Are you open to people getting in touch with you? And um, just, oh, just, just fantastic. 
So um, what we'll yeah. do, obviously, your name will be in there. We'll put your because uh, um, there's the show notes that go with the podcast and stuff. So I'll put yeah, your. You can put a Facebook link or a messenger link or yeah, some if people are interested in just scamming and picking brains and. Yeah, have ideas. Follow, to, to even just following you and watching your watching your Facebook live posts. If you if you start doing TikTok, it'll <laughs> be hilarious. Like, so yeah. Val, huge thanks for coming on, mate. It's been brilliant, brilliant talking to you. I really enjoyed it. Um, I think we should probably do it again sometime. Um, maybe focusing on uh, cert- certain things. I'd love to get into the, the more the esoteric stuff, you know, like the, the law of attraction and stuff, which is really what you, yeah, yeah. you, you know, um, I think... Uh, the, Manifesting, the, yeah. Yeah, the, the whole manifestation of it, because it's all right knowing what to do, you know, that you want to do something, but um, there's the whole manifestation side of it as well, where you've... It, that, that, now, that's a mental process that people don't see, do they? You know what I mean? You can't... Um, you, you can't well, see we that. Well, use it so. every day. Uh, just, we just like I'm not going to get into it now, but you're right. It's a mental process. You're, <clears throat> we use it every single day. Just most people use the technology to screw their lives up. Yeah, yeah. So maybe we could do another one. Get back onto that. But for now, we'll get off. Yeah. Uh, it's been it's been a couple of hours. Lovely talking to you, and we'll, we'll be back in touch again soon. So thanks to everybody for for listening. It's been quite a long one today, but. Um, it's not very often uh, you, you get you get to speak to someone of, of, of Val's caliber and is uh, is just wealth of, wealth of knowledge and experience. Like I say, you can't Google experience, can you? So and Val has got lots of it. So there's an open offer there to be able to uh, contact Val if uh, anybody wants to, to speak to him about advice on whatever. Really, I'm sure you'll get on the phone with him and and, and not be able to get off. So um, Val, thanks very much, man. All the best. We'll see you again soon. Yeah. Cheers, buddy. Bye for now. Bye-bye.